You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 33 of Teach Better Talk. I'm Ray Hewert, and as always, I'm with the pretty darn cool Jeff Gargas. Hi, guys. We have so much in store (laughs) for this episode. I know we say that every time, but this one I'm especially excited for. Before we get into all those details, Jeff, how's your day going? My day is going amazing, Ray. I'm super, super excited. Episode 33, I love that we get to do this podcast thing that we do, and the amazing educators that we get to chat with, and I'm super excited about uh, tonight's uh, educator, t- we're talking with the one and only Lavana Roth. And Lavana is, she's a lot of things. She's an author, a keynote speaker, and lead illuminator. Um, and Lavana will tell you that she bridges her passion for how the brain learns with education and then shows every individual how to shine through their mindset and social emotional uh, well being so that that achievement can soar for everyone. I love how she says that. Uh, Lavana has a bachelor's degree and two master's degree. She's taught at the uh, elementary and secondary levels. She's an author of eight books, uh, and she's presented in the United States, Canada, Europe, South America, and the Middle East. Uh, she's the creator and founder of the Ignite Your Shine initiative, which is awesome. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Um, and Ray will tell you that Lavana will leave you inspired. Remembering why you got an education and, and feeling like you can go and create substantial change in your classroom, your district, or your organization. Because of all of that, we are so excited to talk with you tonight, Lavana. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule and hanging out with us and having a little bit of fun. How are you feeling right now? I am feeling awesome. Thank you all for having me. I so appreciate it. And I'm very, very excited to be here with you. Well, Lavana, I know that Jeff gave you a pretty great introduction, but we would love to hear more about you and what you say when people ask you what you do for a living. Oh, my goodness. Ray, that is one of the hardest questions for me to answer. (laughs) Right? I know. Yes, yes. So a lot of times I take the easy way out and I say I'm a motivational speaker (laughs) just because (laughs) a lot of times it's different people that are asking me, not necessarily just in education. I do, you know, definitely education. That's my heart. My passion is, but I also do corporate work. Um, So motivational speaker is the easiest way to say that. But I think, you know, I, for me, what do I do? I'm a person who has a very immense passion and very strong belief that if we build up confidence, we can get others to do what it is that they want to do to live a fulfilling life. And so for me, that my biggest passion is helping not only students, but educators too, but helping them to understand that you all have strengths. Every single person has strengths. They also have weaknesses, but let's not continue to focus on all the weaknesses. Let's look at what you take your strengths with and your fulfillment and drive with that. Oh, wow. I love that. So let me let me tell you, I'm going to get right into it right 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 off the start here. The Ignite Your Shine. Can you give us the overview of that? What shine? I know shine is an acronym, I believe, and what it means and kind of talk to us about where that came from and what that is. Yes, absolutely. I um it's not something that I was really aware of at first. It's it's interesting because my journey is not where where it has started is not where I am and nor is it what I planned on. 
But looking back, I can see how all of everything just kind of lined up. But for me, it had to do a lot with, if I look back on the domino effect of it being, you know, me as a student and really struggling as a student, especially once I got into middle school and high school, struggling with self-confidence well into college that happened. And then even well into my adult years here, it's been, you know, a challenge with not always understanding things that happened in life, not knowing how to handle things in life and, you know, part of my story and allowing that to be my driving force instead of looking at the things that I was great at. And then get the second part is I have, you know, as a teacher, I have many students who were challenged and struggled as I did and watching my students who I saw the amazingness in them, like how they were, we would call it now shintastic, but how shintastic they are and how incredible and this greatness about them, but they couldn't see it themselves. And then you, eventually I became a mom and who you want to talk about getting to the heart of things as you, know, mm-hmm. you see your own child who is challenged by some of those things. And I, I, again, I could see her greatness in her, but she didn't always see it in herself. And uh, just going through some different hardships that she faced, all of that came to what I now call ignite your shine and shine. You know, we start with the letter S and it's all about self and what are your gifts, strengths, skills, and talents. And we focus on that. Again, I want to make it very clear. It's not that we don't focus on weaknesses and improvement. We do. But when you look at building up confidence and living a life of fulfillment, it tends to be centered around you knowing your strengths, not working always on the weaknesses, looking at your strengths. And then the H is heart, which is what all about that passion and that purpose. And so if you think about what are those little minor, minor things that to big things that really create this big passion within you. And we teach kids and we teach adults too, because that's what I found out through this is that even though I meant it for students, it really have to go after the adults too, because many of us have not necessarily identified our own strengths and passions, but we work on marrying those two things together because that's when you build confidence. And that's when you find what is it in life that would make me happy and make me fulfilled and not listening to what everybody else has to say and everybody else's input and everybody else's standards. So that's S and H, so self and heart, and then I is inspire. You know, what is it that you're going to do? Because life is going to throw you curveballs, or you're going to have people who say, you suck. Who do you think you are? And those negative things and those negative, um, not only thoughts, but even social media and people we pass, whether it's colleagues with jealousy, whatever it may be, we're going to encounter those things along with what life just naturally throws us. So how do you stay inspired? And the part that I haven't mentioned is that it's a lot about you, not from a selfish, greedy way. It's a lot about you because so that you take care of you, but it's also about others at the same time. So, and then we get to the letter N and is navigate. Cause if we do nothing with everything we just talked about, all that strengths and the passions and the inspiration, if you do nothing with it, what's the point? And that is exactly it. Life is about navigating. It's about your journey. It's about your story. It's about setting goals that are specific to you. And once you put all of that into action, the E is the result because E is exceptional. You're becoming the exceptional person that you were meant to be, not anybody else who you were meant to be. And that's Ignite Your Shine. Oh, I love it. It's awesome. So let's 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 go through. So you've done. I read off all the things that you've done, all the amazing stuff that you've done, and and you get to work in a lot of in a unique way that you work with both teachers and educators, but also in the the corporate world as well. A lot of experience there, so I want to touch on some of that. You know, I talk about, and this is nothing new. A lot of people talk about failure. We always try to push it and share. It's become more and more commonplace, and I love that it is that we talk about it and we share it and we embrace it. And I always talk about how I've been fortunate enough to fail a lot and make a lot of mistakes in my life. Um, 
because I've learned from all of them. It's made me into who I am today. It's helped me get to where I am today. Um, so I want to talk to you about a time that you've had a failure in, in your life. Can you tell us what happened, why it was a failure, how did it make you feel, and then how did you overcome that, and then what did you take away from it? Mm -hmm. So first of all, Jeff, I'm going to say that I love that you realize that what you failed at, you could take away and use that. Um, I truly believe I would not be the strong woman I am today had it not been for not only things happening in life, but for the many failures. So when you ask me to share a failure, I'm like, um, which one? <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a constant and, but what I've learned is to embrace failure. I've learned to find the lesson and the takeaway. It's not always pretty. It's not always emotionally, um, cheering you on <laughs> by any means, but I've learned to look for those positives with things. And I guess, you know, out of a lot of things, I'm gonna go back because this is for educators more specifically, is go back to when I was in college and I actually was taking a class and I had someone who said, Lavana, you have Professor Doc. And I said, I do. And she said, you know that he gives the same test every semester. And I said, this exact same test. And she said, yeah. And I'm like, huh. She said, well, do you want my Scantrons? Now, you have to understand, prior to that, I followed the rules. I was afraid to break the rules, afraid of getting caught and afraid of getting in trouble because I was a very much a people pleaser, and that's a whole backstory to that, um, but very much a people pleaser. And because of that, I was afraid to do anything that stepped outside the lines. Well, I took her up on it, and I would love to, and I, for a while I had the excuse, you know, I work 40 to 60 hours a week. I'm putting myself through school, so this, you know, I could totally justify this. Well, we took the test and I had written, and this is so embarrassing, I've, I've never admitted this publicly, but I'm okay with that because I also <laughs> know that, that I'm not alone in this probably, but also I understand in the point that now it's, it's something I've drastically learned from. Um, but I took one of those, you know, those erasers, those pink erasers that are flat on each side. I wrote mm -hmm. 100 answers for Scantron purposes on there, got all 100 on there. <laughs> Yep. That's a and, skill just to get I was all gonna say that's there. a talent right there. Well, thank you. I appreciate you recognizing that. <laughs> not not a proud moment of mine at all, but I did get them on there. And um I got finished the test, handed it in, and I was shaking the entire time. I was scared to death. So I walked into class the next week and Doc put up the answers. And what he proceeded to show us was the how that the answers were from some of the Scantrons were one answer, and the, but then there was another answer. And what he was <laughs> really showing us was the fact that some of us had answers from the previous semester and he was no longer using that test. Mm. Bottom line is we were busted. So and at the time I didn't know it was we until he said, you have until tonight at 9 p.m. to call me. And here's my cell phone number. You have until 9 p.m. to call me and let me know that you cheated. If you did not, you will be expelled. So wow. I called Doc. Yes, I called him sobbing hysterically. He said, be in my office at 9 a.m. I walk in at 9 a.m. into a room of about 15 other people. <laughs> and Doc proceeded to put down policy about the institution, of newspapers of students being kicked out, et cetera, et cetera. And I was sweating bullets. The next thing I know is he gave him one of the biggest life lessons ever. And he said, you know, life is going to throw you a lot of hardships. He said, some, unfortunately, can lead to jail. Some, unfortunately, can lead to divorce. Some, unfortunately, can too. And he just went down this, down, down, down this whole path. He said, but I think school is the place to make mistakes. And he said, and every single one of you have made a mistake. So what he required of us was to write down how we cheated. We met with him one-on-one. -on -one. 
And he said, nobody will ever know. Obviously, I'm telling this now. <laughs> he said, nobody <laughs> will ever know about us cheating um, unless we were caught again than when he would go for immediate expulsion. But I would tell you that reflecting back on that moment, Doc giving us a second chance, but he really gave me a life lesson. And it's one that I carried into the classroom with my students that we are going to make mistakes. And especially when we look at students who are not fully developed in the brain, they're going to make mistakes where we're like, seriously, what were you thinking? Well, that's just it. They're not fully developed. They aren't thinking. And so when we, we come from that perspective, I wish I could go back and thank Doc because he allowed me to not only view life in a different way, but also how I handled it with my students. Wow. What an awesome story. Like, it just, you know, we talk a lot about second chances when we talk about things like retakes and that missed question, missed answer. But I don't know that we talk enough about it as much about it with those types of things, the behavior things where it's, those are also just another opportunity to, to teach and to guide and to help. And as you said, they're, they're not developed yet. They're still learning. They're still becoming the people that they're going to be. And you have an opportunity every day to, to, to take those mistakes, those bad choices and help them learn from those and grow. And like, like doc did such a really uh, love that story. I'm so glad that you shared it. sounds like that was a teach better talk exclusive as well. You hear to heard it here first. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, really, really cool. So now let's, let's flip that around and let's talk about a success. Now I think we can all say that fitting a hundred answers on one of those little erasers is certainly (laughs) a success in your life, but I'm going to have you tell us another one and this can be something that's big or small. Um, but tell us what happened, why it was a successful moment for you. And then what did you take away from that experience? Wow. Um, so that's a good question. I, I My head kind of goes all over the place when I think about different things because I never planned on this path that I'm on. Um, but I'm, I'm going to have to go with Ignite Your Shine as being – it's a big one, and but it's also got a lot of small things with it. But with, with Ignite Your Shine, I, I mentioned, you know, it's getting students to understand the greatness that they have within them and using that – to be successful. And we, as a part of this, we have a Ignite Your Shine, an Ignite Your Shine bracelet that is a symbol of the movement and a symbol of the Ignite Your Shine framework. And it's made out of a bicycle spoke, so you never have to take it off, like it won't rust. And it's bent into the shape of a light bulb and it wraps five times for S-H-I-N-E as a reminder and then the way you wear it will matter. But I will never forget, I was walking down a school and the school happened, every fifth grader happened to get the Ignite Your Shine bracelet. and I remember thinking, okay, I love the bracelet. I love it as a reminder. And I know it's bringing value, but to me, the successful moment was when a young lady who I knew her backstory and she had, her parents had just been arrested for the third time for selling drugs and she was being placed into foster care. And as I looked at her and she said, Hey, Miss Roth. And I said, Hey, how are you? And she said, I'm okay. And she holds up her arm with the bracelet on it. I'm going to choke up on you. <laughs> she held up her arm and she said, I'm never taking it off. And mm-hmm. I thought in that moment, wow, to give a child hope with something that I saw more as a symbol. And yes, it has meaning to it, but I didn't see it from quite that depth and perspective. I thought that was to me one of the most successful moments because it wasn't about something that I... I mean, yes, I planned and I had, you know, this design for this reason, but not specifically for her and to go quite to that depth and that help. And so I thought if this gives her any kind of light, any kind of hope in the darkness that she's facing with having both parents being taken away for choices that they made, if this can get her through, then that is a huge success. So 
that's one that I, I it, it's kind of on a smaller scale, but meant to me. Well, that's so powerful. I've seen the bracelet. It's absolutely beautiful for our listeners out there who want to go see the bracelet. I know Lavana will give us all of her information on how to get access to that. But something I want to go back to in your previous story focused on how your professor gave you the opportunity to grow. We were talking in another episode we recorded earlier today about um, restorative justice and how we can approach negative situations by focusing on the negative and focusing on how somebody made a mistake and how you're going to be penalizing them for that mistake. Or as educators, we can sit back and really take every single opportunity to have discussion with the student and help them grow into a stronger, better person. And with everything that you're doing in education and everything with the educators that we're connected with, I think that is an enormous focus that we need to continually have as we encourage educators to try new progressive ideas. The the main element is building those relationships with students and helping them identify mistakes and grow from them, which is why every single time we have a podcast, we ask about failure and successes because it'll, it's a great reminder for all of us listening, for all of us that are able to be a part of the, the podcast, just to just to focus on the fact that while things may be going wrong, it's really how we're handling them after. And I love that that is such an important element of education right now that teachers continue to focus on. I want to throw it back to you, though. What is something outside of what we've already discussed that is really getting you excited about education and what we do? Yeah, you know, I think I think we're finally making some changes with that. And first of all, I do want to say yes, yes, yes about the mistakes, about failure. And as educators, such a huge responsibility in a wonderful way to be able to really grow our students. And what we have to remember, and I say this every talk I give, we have to remember that they are human, just as we are. So you have to forgive yourself for the mistakes that you make, the failures that you make. You have to, this part of being human, you know, it's part of the learning process and figuring out who you are and how do you deal with things and what can you do with it? So I, I appreciate that. That is, you know, two questions that you always ask because I think it's important to continue to have that as a reminder that failure is not a bad thing. And success is a wonderful thing, but you can take failure and turn it into a success. And so, you know, if, as far as education, there's such an awareness of this now and it's growing more and more. And I think the more that we dig into understanding how the brain learns, which was a huge, which is a huge passion of mine, you know, neuroscience, cognitive psychology, positive psychology, and really looking at not only how the brain learns, which is what my books are on, but then taking a step before that and saying, okay, what is it that we need to know about the brain in order to actually teach it to the highest level that we can? And a big part of that is what you mentioned, Ray, with relationships, you know, and with education, knowing that relationships as a center, the piece that is the core, and to me, it literally has to be the number one priority, because if you want the brain into a state of learning, you have to have it in, in that, in that um, position. And then in, with education, what I'm really excited about is some of the frustrations that are coming. And I know that sounds kind of weird for me to say that, but when when we get frustrated, then we want change. And when we get frustrated enough, we want change enough to actually make change, get momentum and have growth. 
And I think we're at a pivotal point here in education for what hasn't changed for so long that not only implementing technology that is life-changing and really, you know, teach-changing, teach I mean, if that's a term, but I'm making it now, um, but to the point that it's helping there. But then we're also going back to some of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is a foundation that's always been there and continues to be true to this day, along with making some additional changes and understanding that education cannot remain how it has been to this day. It has to change. And so I'm actually excited about the possibilities that are coming from this level of frustration and the exhaustion from teachers. And this is what I would love educators to understand is that when you get exhausted, again, that's a level of frustration that we can then turn to the better. We can use that to make change in education instead of saying, oh, that's how it's been. We'll continue you know, we'll just continue for it to be that way. Or we'll continue to not do much about it or talk much about it because you know what? We just can't change it. Wrong. We can change this, but it's going to take every single educator to step up and to speak up for not only for students, but for yourself to understand how to make that change and to actually make the change. Hey, what's up? It's Jeff. Don't worry, we're going to get right back to the episode, but I really want to check out and make sure that you are connected with us on social media. Ray and I and the entire Teach Better team want to connect with you. We want to hear your stories. We want to be a part of your journey. We want to be there to support you in any way we can, and we want to learn and grow with you. So please connect with us. Everything we have is at Teach Better Team. And then, of course, make sure you connect with me at Jeff Gargas and Ray at Ray Hewitt. Let's get back to the episode. Jeff, I think this is the first time uh, we've asked an educator what they're excited about. And their response was when she says frustration, I was on the other end being like, what? Are you kidding me? And it like, that <laughs> entire answer blew my mind. I love that. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, good, because I know that's weird coming out of my mouth. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do. I, I believe in entirely because I think a lot of times we can get so okay with okay with things because change isn't easy for a lot of people. And, you know, mm-hmm. especially education, something that's been around for so long to make change, it's even harder or even greater of a challenge, but it's not impossible, but we have to reach a high enough frustration level to say, you know what, enough is enough. I'm putting my foot down. We're going to do what is best for kids. We're going to do what is best for educators. And not that we will always agree on what best is, mm-hmm. but we can at least come to a conversation that leads to better things. And I think we're seeing so much of that with, and now with the ability for teachers to connect with others all over the country, all over the world through social media and things of that and just technology and in general, we have the ability to voice that frustration to each other and then find ways to, to improve it and to, to fix it. Like you said, instead of what we used to have to do, which was go down the hall, complain about our frustration and someone else, well, I'm frustrated too. And there's nothing we can do about it. Cause that's the way it is versus now where I can voice my frustration and there's, hundreds or thousands of others that are that come and are with me and back me up and let's figure out a way to change it let's do something different i think that's that connection of what ray mentioned about about the relationships and then your love for the frustrations that we're seeing i think that's a powerful combination that's gonna that's leading to a lot of change now and a lot of future change in the next next several years and beyond so really cool i love that so for all of our teachers out there that are frustrated, stay frustrated. Let's make change. Heck yeah. Yes. Love it. Yes. And I think that's just a piece of two, remembering that we have to look for positives and things and not getting stuck on the negatives because mm-hmm. I, Tony Robbins, I quote him a lot, but Tony Robbins says, where your focus goes, energy flows. And so if we're going to constantly focus on the negative, which is what the brain loves to do, then let's look at for the positives. But frustration, we see that often as a negative because it tends to come with negativity, but there's such a positivity that can come from it. 
So one element I really was so interested to hear from you about was your advice to new teachers. Uh, As Jeff kind of mentioned earlier, I was able to hear you speak over the summer, and I won't lie to you, we connect with hundreds of educators. I love the network we're building. You are by far one of my favorite speakers. It was your message was so powerful. Of course, it's coming across in this podcast, but your stories and your inspiration educators around the world is just so amazing. I was honored to be a part of it from the from the few times I've heard you speak. But when it comes to your insight, one of the biggest elements is how we can keep new teachers relevant and focused on changing education with us. And so what is advice that you have for those newer teachers to really stay relevant, really connect with students, and really go along with us in this change? Yeah. Well, first of all, Ray, thank you. So you have no idea how much that means to me. I literally had my hands up to my heart like, oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> so I, it was it was a pleasure to have you there and to meet you this summer. Um, so yeah, advice. You know, it, it reminds me of when I was on the plane, um, I had a gentleman sitting beside me and he asked if I was a teacher. And I said, well, I was a teacher, but now I teach teachers. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, I'm still a teacher, just in a different role. And he said, yeah. He's like, well, knowing that I just finished my first or finished teaching and I literally high-fived him and said, congratulations, you survived. And he laughed and he said, I know. Um, I said, I said, what else? And he said, well, I just want to know, like, what's one piece of advice you can give me? And right, it's the same thing that when you asked that now that I had then was, one piece, like my head was swirling. And <laughs> I finally, I was like, you don't have to give me a second. And it literally took like 10 seconds because I said to him, I got it. I said, I don't know if you've ever heard that old adage. I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. And I'm going to go back to what we said, you know, and I talked about before being the core and what you brought up, Ray, with relationships. It's, it's that. And it's, but within relationships, you know, I, I would love for every teacher, not just first year teachers, but definitely first year teachers too, especially when you get frustrated and you're putting all the tools in your tool belt still and figuring out what works for you, what doesn't, that to teach with empathy, every child in your classroom comes with a story. And those stories can come from so many different levels and such a huge range. But what sometimes we don't see as a big deal is a big deal to that child. And sometimes when we see things as a huge deal, Some of them can shake it off or brush it off a little bit easier. But for many of our students, they don't know how to handle things. If we think about the things that we go through as adults, oftentimes we don't know how to handle them. But then we ask a child, a child with fewer experiences, a child who doesn't developmentally have the skills necessary or their neural pathways to be able to truly begin to understand how can I deal with this? It's hurtful. It um, it's painful, it's frustrating, it's challenging, I don't know what to do with this. And they're going to rebel and react in different ways. And you have kids who will withdraw within themselves and be quiet. You have those that will completely act out. And you're going to know because a chair goes flying like I had a student of mine. But remember in that moment that it's not about you. It's about something that they have gone through and been through and that maybe even something they've never even had positively had modeled for them. And you, you as the edge star, have the power to be able to model for this child. And yes, it may take a hundred times, but the gift that you're giving that child, never forget that. So teach with empathy. I love it. That's awesome. Great, great advice. Um, I had to like take a moment to just like soak that all in before I got on to the next question here. So awesome. Love it. All right. So now we're going to do 
the next six questions, and we're, you're going to have 15 seconds or less to answer each. You ready for this? I think so. All right. <laughs> we'll see. All right, here we go. So what is one piece of technology that you can't live without? Voxer. Voxer, love definitely. it. Definitely, yes. Uh, give us one book that you're reading right now. Um, Dark Horse by Todd Rose. And who is someone that we need to follow on Twitter right now? Oh, gosh, so many. Um, <laughs> um, I definitely, I'm going to say a favorite right now is Joe Sanfilippo, which mm. I know him. Um, he's fantastic, but he's been doing all these like little videos on his walk to school. So Joe Sanfilippo. Awesome. Uh, what is the best YouTube channel or website blog for educators? Um, if you're familiar with Prince EA, so it's literally Prince, like P-R-I-N-C-E, and then E-A, I love, love his videos of motivational, and there's one where he takes our education system to court. It mm -hmm. is definitely a must-watch. Yeah, he's got some really powerful stuff on his on his channel. Uh, give us one daily, weekly, or monthly routine that every teacher should get into. Oh, easy. Um, Self-care. That would take time for you. Take time for you. You will never have done enough because there's always so much to do and it's a passion and you can always feel like you can do a better strategy or more of something. Take care of you first. I promise you'll be a better teacher. And what is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Um, I kind of already said the one where your focus goes, energy flows. So I'm going to go with dream bigger than you ever dreamed would ever be possible. Oh, I love it. And I think, it, I think it nailed it, too. We're rocking on did it. I? I think you did. I'm going to give it to her. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> well, I have the last question of our podcast. This has been so wonderful. I've learned so much. I want to make sure that our listeners can keep the conversation going. So how can people stay connected with you? Oh, well, first of all, thank you, Ray and Jeff, so much for having me on here. I absolutely, this is such a, a privilege for me to be able to share my heart and my passion with you all. So thank you for the opportunity. Um, so I'm on Twitter a lot. Um, I use a hashtag Ignite Your Shine. And I always capitalize shine because that's the focus. That's the acronym. So Ignite Your Shine. Um, or you can follow me directly at Lavana Roth. And I'm going to spell it because I have a unique name. So at L-A capital V as in Victor. O-N-N-A, and then Roth is R-O-T-H. Um, Instagram, easy, Lavana Roth. Facebook, pretty easy, Lavana Roth. <laughs> um, and then I, my website, I actually have two. If you're looking for like more of the brain research and my books and types of things, it would be lavanainc.com. Um, or my website is also igniteyourshine.com. And YouTube, you can just like search my name. Or um, if you're looking for any of my books that are on brain-powered strategies or brain-powered lessons, they could be found on Amazon. Um, just put in my name, it'll come up. Fantastic. And you know you can get all the links, resources, everything we've mentioned in the episode over at teachbetter.com as well as those really important links for connecting with Nirvana. And we'll make sure we put all the links to all of our books as well. Uh, so make sure you head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and a review, we'd really appreciate that as well. Lavana, thank you so much for taking some time and hanging out with us, having some fun with us, sharing your stories. We had a Teach Better Talk exclusive story tonight, which was awesome. Um, and your advice, it's its absolutely invaluable. We really, truly, truly appreciate your time and, and just hanging out with us. Well, you two keep doing this. This is so needed, just some honest, vulnerable conversations. So thank the both of you for taking all the time that you do to record these edits, set up the schedule, get them out there. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, until you tell us to stop, Lavana, we'll keep doing them. <laughs> Fabulous. How's that? <laughs> All right. And until next time, let's get out there. Let's teach better. Mm -hmm.